We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to our Friendship Sunday. Praise the Lord. And um, I want to thank God for your life and thank you for being here today. Now, we stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. So now, listen, it's not too late to send a text to someone, send a text to a friend or a family, and ask them to join you and watch this program. You are blessed. How are you? How are you doing? I pray that the hand of God will be upon you. I pray that the grace of God be multiplied in your life, even at this point, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, to those of you who reached out to me and to your circle of influence during the week, I want to thank you. Now, as a family, we have a program. We have programs going every single day. We have something to engage you every day of the week, except Saturday. All right, so make sure you participate. And those of you who are constantly and ever participating, I say thank you. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Well, like I said earlier, it's our second, second Sunday of the month and it's our Friendship Sunday. And this is where I get to talk to you heart to heart, mano a mano, mano a boyo, or whatever. You are blessed. I'm so excited. You could have been anywhere today, but you are here. Now, listen very carefully. I believe that God has a word for you today. And today will be a great day for you in Jesus' mighty name. Now, today... I want to continue on the subject matter of how to keep your joy in the midst of crisis. How to keep your joy in the midst of trial. And then we kicked off last week, we're looking at, we looked at the diagnosis of trial, we looked at the destination of destination of trial, and we also looked at the directors of trial. Okay, so, and that's what we looked at. So now, I want to understand this, that no matter the trial, the word of God says, that stands, and it says that God expects us to keep our joy as we go through trial. God expects you and I to keep our joy as we go through trial. Now, James 1, 2 to 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and my sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It says that you know. You know. And it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Listen very carefully. There is purpose for everything that you go through in life. And I know that times may be hard, but I know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want you to take courage. I want you to stand firm because I know that you will pull through. This one will come and go by in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, listen very carefully. Every believer goes through trials at some point. Write that down. Listen, write that down. Every believer goes through trials at some point. You need to write that down. Now, as a pastor, I am surrounded by the people I call heroes of faith. Not just, not just from the scriptures, but my church members. You know, as I've having been having part, been pastoring her for 17 years, 
I've come across so many people in our, in our church family who go through one thing or the other, and the way they handle their tests and handle their trials really inspires me. It encourages me. I'll give you a tip, one example. You know, not too long ago, there's a beautiful couple in our congregation, beautiful couple. You know, we, they, they got married. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with them. They got married. And as, and as you know, every couple we expect, they, they, were, they, they wanted to have kids. Well, they got pregnant the first time, and had a miscarriage. Got pregnant the second time and had another miscarriage. Nobody saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. But what really inspired me about this couple is that they held on to their faith. They held on to their faith. They held on to the promises of God. We are talking about how to keep your joy in the midst of trial. They held on to the promises of God. So they, they have two children. Praise the Lord. We didn't see that coming. And so my point is, every believer goes through trials at some point. If you are going through something tough right now, if you are going through tough stuff right now, I can assure you that God is on your side and there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. Every believer at some point will go through one test or the other. Just two weeks ago here, during our testimony and Thanksgiving service, you heard Linda's testimony. I mean, Linda was ill for, was Ill for about two years. But she's, she held on to God, kept her joy going, constantly hearing the word of God, constantly fellowshipping, constantly being in church. And guess what? Today, God has given her a testimony, and she said in her testimony just two weeks ago that she has returned back to work. I pray that the God, of, the God that did that for, for Linda will do that for you in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so, and so every believer goes through trials at some point. Now, the fact that you're going through a challenge doesn't mean that God is not on your side. Psalm 34, Psalm 34 verse 9, the Bible says the righteous person may have many troubles, may have many troubles. But the Lord delivers him from, not some, not some, from them all. The Lord delivers him from them all. Psalm 34 verse 19. It says, it says the Lord delivered him from them all. Praise the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that God Almighty will deliver you from every form of trouble, every form of heartache, every form of concern in the name of Jesus. Not some of it, all of it, according to the word of God. May my God deliver you in the mighty name of Jesus. May my God deliver you in the mighty name of Jesus. Now look at Psalm 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord and he answered me. I pray for the grace to seek the Lord at this time. I pray for the grace to seek after the Lord at this time. He said, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. I pray that every fear, everything that causes you fear, heartache and concern come to an end this month of great joy. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see your joy erupt in Jesus' mighty name. Psalm 32 verse 7 says, you are my hiding place you will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. 
You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I pray that you will find a hiding, a hiding place in God. May the Lord, may the Lord cover you with his grace and power in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, you will protect me from trouble. May my God protect you from every trouble in the mighty name of Jesus. I say, and you surround me with songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. I pray for your deliverance. I pray for your liberation in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, there are various actions we can take to enable us to keep our joy during the time of test or trial. And I want to share very quickly today, I want to share six of them with you so as to empower you in the name of Jesus. Now, the first one is you have to fundamentally understand that trials are not there to destroy you. You've got to fundamentally, I said fundamentally, understand that trials are not there to destroy you. Tests are not there to destroy you, but to build you up, to make you perfect and complete, to get you established and settled. That's what the Bible says. Because when we, when we understand, when we fundamentally understand, right, listen very carefully, I said funda- basics, foundation. When you fundamentally understand that the purpose of something, it helps you adjust to it. Okay, so James 1, 2, which we read before, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Consider it pure joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So you, so you have to fundamentally, it means the Bible says here that it, it, the, the trials are here to mature you, to complete you, so you do not lack anything. In other words, so you are balanced in life, a matured believer. You know, so I, I said, I said fundamentally, you have to learn to put the form in the mentality of trial. You have to learn to put the form back in the mentality of trial. So I said fundamentally, I, that, should be, I, 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 that should rhyme, you know. Listen very carefully. It says, and what does that mean? It means that you must see the end and get excited. You must learn to see How do I keep my joy in the midst of trial? You have to understand that number one, trials and and tests are not here to destroy you. And then you have to put the phone back in the mentality of trial. In other words, you have to see the end and get excited. You must see the end of this test and get excited. I remember not too long, many, years, many years ago, not so long ago now, actually. You know, I, I, you, you've heard my testimony before. I said I was, I was the traffic warden, and, and um, I, I didn't like my job. One day, I was walking down King's Road in Chelsea. I looked at myself in uniform, and I, and I asked myself, I said, is this your life? I sat down, and I burst into laughter. I laughed and laughed and laughed by the roadside. And I told myself, I said, I said, one day, I said, one day, I will look back at this moment with great joy and laughter. I said, one day, this will become history. I said, one day, I will look back at this moment with great fun. And that's what, that's, that's what I'm expressing right now. That is where I am right now. That challenge came, that career challenge came and disappeared. Listen, whatever is troubling you right now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, believe me when I tell you this, that you will go through 
in the mighty name of Jesus. No, there's, no, there's nothing permanent about test. There's nothing permanent about trial. Well, it's now over. That's part of my life. That time in my life where I was struggling, trying to get on a corporate ladder, it's over. God gave me breakthrough, and my God will give you breakthrough. But you must learn to sit back and look at the future with great excitement. You must learn to see beyond where you are right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that your negative situation will come to an end very soon in the name of Jesus. This trial will soon be over. This economic challenge will soon be over. This pregnancy issue, pregnancy issue will soon be over. This emotional issue will soon be over. This health issue will soon be over in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Galatians 5 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Oh, praise the Lord. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It says, stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I decree your freedom in the name of Jesus. I say receive grace to stand according to the word of God, even at this time, in the name of Jesus. I, I, I command every burden to be lifted and destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. However... You need to start retraining your mind to see that God is set to promote you and God is set to use this test and this trial to move you to the next phase in life. You must see, you must see the good in what, in what, you, are going to, what you are going to right now. You must learn to train your mind to see test and trial not as something that has come to destroy or limit you, but for something that God will use to, to, to increase you, to promote you, to move you to the next phase of your life. Praise the Lord. It's number two. You need to understand that your test and trial can become your message to your world. You must understand that your test and trial can become your message, your message to your own world. You need to understand that you were born for such a time like this. You need to understand that God has chosen you. Listen very carefully. There is nothing you will ever go through without the permission of heaven. The Bible says our life is hidden in Christ and Christ in God. Whatever you ever go through on this earth has the sanction, has the authority, has the backing of heaven. God knows and God is the one that determines your trainer. God is the one that determines who your coaches are. God is the one that determines who your mentors are. And God is the one that determines what he, use, what he can use to train and develop you based on the assignment he has for you on planet Earth. Oh, my goodness. Listen very carefully. I am saying that you are, you are on Earth with a message in your heart. It is the responsibility of God to put, to put things around you that will train and develop you so that you will become the best you can possibly be and be an expression of the message he gave to you before you hit planet Earth. And so God is the one that determines what situations, what challenges, which coach, which mentor, who to bring around you to make sure that you become the man and woman of God that he has proposed your heart to be. Praise the Lord. So you must understand that your test and your trial can become a message to your world. I noticed that sometimes when people go through tests, 
They want to quickly forget about it. When people go through trials, they want to quickly forget about it. They want to keep it a secret. It's like they are ashamed that they find themselves, that they found themselves in certain places in life. They want to quickly do away with it. They want to forget it. It's like they don't, it's like they don't want anyone to know that they've been through stuff. Sometimes, sometimes we only want to share our success story. It's like we are trying to justify that God is great. We don't need to justify that God is great. God is great, and God does not need you to justify what he can or cannot do. But for some others, no. They use their trials. They use their tests to encourage and empower others. They will encourage others. They will set up support groups. They will write a book. They will set up a blog. They will have a YouTube channel. They will set up a podcast system, you know, and many will hear their pain and their struggle and give their life to the God that sustained them during their trials. God, you need to understand your test and your trial can become your message to your world. Your message to your world. Your test and your trial can become your message to your world. So be careful how you treat your crisis. Be careful how you treat your trial. Be careful how you treat your, your test because that is, the very, that is the very thing that God wants to use to bless your generation. That brings me to point number three. Understand your trials can be used by God to win souls for Christ. Understand, pastor, how do I keep my joy in the midst of trial and test and crisis? My answer, you must understand that your trials, your tests and crises can be used by God to win souls for Christ. This should keep you going on a daily basis. This should keep you going. When this is over, one soul will be saved. When this is over, because of the way you have handled the issue, or because of the way you are handling the issue, one soul will be saved. One soul will be impacted. One soul will be inspired. Just as God used Joseph's trials to preserve the lineage of Abraham and keep many alive, through you, many will be kept alive. Through you, many will see that greater, that there's a higher being, there's a higher power, and that higher power lives on the inside of you, and that higher power is accessible through Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your trials and your tests can be used, can become your message, and can be used to win souls to Christ. Praise the Lord. Obadiah 21 says, Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion to govern the, to govern the mountains of Esau, and the, kingdom, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion. Now, your situation will make you a deliverer to someone. Your situation, your crisis, your challenge will make you a deliverer to someone. What does that mean in real terms? It means someone will look at you going through what you are going through right now with joy in your heart, with excitement in your voice, and they will say, wow, yeah, I didn't know that this is possible. And because of that, they want to find out how come you are able to do what you are doing. And they will soon realize that the power and the grace and the wisdom of God is resident on the inside of you. And then because of that, they give their life to Christ. Because of that, they are encouraged. Because of that, they are empowered. Because of that, they are impacted. You are a deliverer to someone. 
I read in a book many years ago that the most introverted person in the world will, will in his or her lifetime, influence at least 10,000 people. Now, if that is correct, that means that there are at least 10,000 people waiting to come under your influence. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, sharing with you six things, six ways to keep your joy in the time of crisis. Number four, make praise your lifestyle. Make praising God your lifestyle. The Bible says in Psalm 22, the Bible says in Psalm 22, verse 3, it says, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. You are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Another translation says, God inhabits in the praises of his people. Now, to inhabit means to occupy, to live in. This means that when you praise God, God shows up and occupies the physical and spiritual place in the life and the situation of that believer. God inhabits. So how do you handle, how do you keep your joy in the midst of crisis? Make sure you keep your praise. Make sure you praise and make praise your lifestyle. John chapter 1, verse 5. It says, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness did not understand it. So it is impossible for light and darkness to dwell together. It is impossible for light and darkness to dwell together. So your joy is light. Your joy is light, even in the physical. When you walk into a building, a dark building, if you walk into a building without light and you switch on the light, darkness disappears. So joy and praising God is like light in darkness. And likewise, when God occupies your praises, darkness cannot remain in that situation as joy is released. Every time you praise God, joy is released. I command your joy to be released in the mighty name of Jesus. I command your joy to be released in the name of Jesus. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, For his anger is for is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That night time represents darkness. That night time represents confusion. That, right, that night time represents a period in your life. It represents that period of crisis. But the Bible says, weeping may endure for a season. It says, but joy comes in the morning. I see, your, I see you manifest joy. And I see your joy manifest in the name of Jesus. It says, weeping may endure for a night time. I release the grace, the grace for endurance endurance upon you right now in the name of Jesus. I command the strength of God uh, to be resting in your spirit right now. I command your spirit to receive grace and strength right now in the name of Jesus. He said, and but say, but joy, but joy, but joy comes in the morning. I command your morning to materialize in the name of Jesus. I command your morning time to materialize in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and we say, Amen. John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. 
These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. I command your joy to remain in you in Jesus' name. I command your joy to remain in you in the name of Jesus. I command your joy to be full. One translation says that your joy may overflow. I decree you, I decree that you will come into an overflowing joy in the name of Jesus. Doesn't matter what is going on around you right now. I decree that you will come into an overflowing joy by the power and the grace of God in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. When light comes and joy brings light, when light comes, darkness disappears. When light comes, darkness disappears. So we can infer that when you praise God in crisis, in trial, and in test, God who is light, steps in and occupies your praise. When you praise God in, in, in your crisis, in your situation, God steps in and occupies that situation and turns things around. I see a divine turnaround in the name of Jesus. At the end of this, at the end of this service, and you will hear, you will hear a great testimony. At the end of this service, you will hear good news in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. It's very interesting that in the field of psychology, the research has shown that music therapy relieves depression, burnout, and improved moods. That's not new. We know that in scriptures. We saw that in 1 Samuel 16, verse 24. 1 Samuel 16, verse 14 to 23. The Bible says that when the spirit of the Lord led Saul, left Saul, Saul, was, Saul was, 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 was depressed. He was sorrowful. He was downcast. His spirit was down. And then they said to him, listen, let us get someone who is skilled in the art of playing the harp to come and minister to you. And the Bible says that then they brought David in. And David was full of joy, was full of praise. And the Bible records that every time David was playing the harp and playing the music instrument, that the evil spirit, the depressing spirit left Saul. Praise the Lord. And so during a trial, praise is not a one-time occurrence. No, it's not. You should make praise a lifestyle. As you praise God from your heart and tell him how much you appreciate and recount all the marvelous things he has done, both in your life and, in the, and, and from scriptures, it will make joy flow in your heart. And in the midst of that trial, the Jehovah God will step in. Listen very carefully. Joy and constantly praising God is a powerful instrument. It's a powerful instrument. And I see the spirit of joy rest upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Another aspect of joy, another aspect of joy and praise that you don't understand is that praise brings breakthrough. And I know you know this scripture, but let's look, let's, let's look, look into it. Second Chronicles 20, verses 1 to 23. And I, won't, and I won't read all of them. You know this story. And the Bible talks about Jehoshaphat. And let's look at verse 3 and 4. It says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed the fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the streets of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Why? He was under siege. He was going through a time of crisis. He was going through a time of test. Him and his people were under siege by, by, by nations around them. And the Bible says in verse 12, he was, he, he, I mean, just hear this prayer. He says, oh God, will you not judge them? 
for we have no power against this great multitude. The king was overwhelmed. It's very interesting the solution that, gave, that God gave him. This guy was under a military attack. And the Bible says in verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing. Whoa. Sing. This is something the devil doesn't understand. And this is our weapon. The weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but the Bible says, but they are mighty. But they are mighty in the pulling down of strongholds. And he said, I am under attack. I said, sing. What has the choir got to do with warfare? Everything. 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 And the Bible is replete of instances where praise and a heart of joy brought about breakthrough. And the Bible says in verse 22, and now, now, when they began to sing and to praise, you can sing without praising. What's the difference? Singing means you can, you can open your mouth and just and utter songs. But to praise means you have caught a revelation of the things that attract Jehovah God and you, have, you, you, you praise him and you direct every praise to him. The Bible says, now when they began to sing and to praise, as they began to sing and to praise, to praise means to begin to look back at their lives of the things that God has done and grateful. As they began to look through their, their Torah and see and the interventions of God in the life of the people, as they began to sing and praise, the Bible says the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the people that troubled them. I see God set ambushes as you begin to praise him Right now, from this service. He says, I, the Lord set ambushes against the people who had come to against Judah. And they were all defeated. This crisis will be defeated. Your financial concern will be defeated. Your career stagnation will be defeated. Anything that troubles you will be defeated. There will only be one man standing, and that is you with the power and the backing of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And the situation turned around and ended with a victory because singers were appointed. They were they appointed singers. And this indicates praise should always be placed in the forefront. The Bible says, and when the time came, they gathered singers. I said, look, you go ahead of us. I pray for the grace to allow the praises of God lead you at every point in time in the name of Jesus. I pray that the praises of God will become your testimony. That when people ask you, how are you? You won't, you won't just start talking about your, the negative situation you are going through as if God cannot help you. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says he put forth the singers first. They sang and praised God. And the Bible says God heard their cry. God heard their worship. He heard their praise. And he stepped out of heaven and stepped into their situation and turned things around. I see God turn things around for you in the mighty name of Jesus. I see God Almighty turn things around for you 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Number five, you should depend on the comforter, the Holy Spirit. Pastor, how can I keep my joy in the midst of crisis, trial, and test? Depend on the Holy Spirit. John 14, verse 26. It says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, he said, he will bring it to your remembrance. The Holy Spirit is the great comforter and he will give you comfort in the mighty name of Jesus. I see the Holy Spirit comfort you in the mighty name of Jesus. How does the Holy Spirit comfort us? We just simply ask, and then you say right now, Holy Spirit, teach me. Holy Spirit, I don't know what is going on, but you can help me. Holy Spirit, help me. And I tell, listen very carefully. And the Holy Spirit is a person, and the Holy Spirit can help you in any situation. Even situation you do not think is serious. And let me hear this testimony. I, I find this very interesting. Now, a couple of years ago, I got, um, I think, uh, this... Um, is it um, AirPods, right, for a gift? You know, this wireless AirPods, you know, um, uh, Apple AirPods for, for a gift. And then one day, I misplaced them. I couldn't find them. And um, I searched all through my, searched through, the, searched through my things, you know, searched the house, office, everywhere. And, uh, you know, I, 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 just, I just misplaced them. I didn't know where they were. And after a few months, one day, I traveled. On my way back at the airport, I decided to replace them. I will never forget. I, you know, so I picked this item, got to the counter. As I was about to pay, I heard God's voice. He said, return it, you will find them. At the airport. I said, hmm? I don't expect the Holy Spirit to be involved in, I mean, this is, I mean, there are better things in the world but than me. I mean, I can afford to replace them. I mean, and I heard the voice again. I, sh- I should not replace them. And you will find them. So I said, well, I said, well, Holy Spirit, thank you. And I trust you. So I returned it back. I said, well, thank you very much. Returned the item back to the place, to his place. And I came, you know, came back home. About three or four days later, right, guess what? I was going to put on, you know, I was going to choose a particular uh, pair of trousers. And then I heard God tell me, why don't you pick up that trouser? I said, well, but I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't wear that. Again, I have trained myself to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I picked up this particular trouser. Guess what? In the pocket with my AirPods. Little things. If God can care for the lilies, for the flowers who are here today, gone tomorrow, if God can care about my, the Holy Spirit can care about my airports, I mean, come on, you are worth more than that. The Holy Spirit is interested in every aspect of your life if you will just ask. And that's one of my secrets in life. I ask the Holy Spirit to help me. I am not an expert at anything. Whatever I am today is by the grace of God. But one thing I do, I simply ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Can you do that today? Can you ask God to help you? Can you ask the Holy Spirit to help you sincerely? Do you really believe that the Holy Spirit is a person? You will need this knowledge in the time of tests and trials. Now, I believe that the Holy Spirit is a person, and I believe that I can ask the Holy Spirit for help. Praise the Lord. 
And the second way you can, and the Holy Spirit can uh, minister to you is through the word of God. Have you heard people say, oh, and the scripture jumped out at me? Have you heard that phrase before? Every time you hear someone say, oh, and this scripture stood out, or in quote, this scripture jumped out at me, it means that is the Holy Spirit ministering to them through the word of God. But again, there's a caveat here. You have to learn to read the Bible. You have to learn to study the word of God. You have to learn to meditate on scriptures. Praise the Lord. And so, pastor, how do I keep my joy in the time of crisis, tests, and trials? Trust the Holy Spirit and ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, number six, simple, pray. James 5.13 says, is there anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Not call a friend. First, you pray. And then in that prayer, the Holy Spirit will tell you which friend to call. All right? Learn to ask the Holy Spirit and, and learn to pray. Pray, pray, and pray again. Pray like your life depends on it, and trust me, it does depend on it. Pray, pray, and pray again. Psalm 118 verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So let me pray for you. I decree that this day, in the name of Jesus, that this day is the day of great joy. I decree that many will come to rejoice with you. I decree that many will come to the brightness of your joy. In the name of Jesus, the shout of joy will not leave your household. In the mighty name of Jesus, testimonies will not leave your household. I pray for you that this will be your day of testimony. And I pray that every day of this year will be your day of testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. The problem and the challenge you see today is gone tomorrow. In the name of Jesus. I decree a baptism of joy upon your household. I decree that the Lord will restore to you the joy of your salvation in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, is anyone among you in trouble? He said, let them pray. So I pray for you right now. I pray that the hand of God will be upon you. I pray that my God will strengthen you in the name of Jesus. I pray that God will use you as a deliverer to someone. God will send you, God will send you as a, an encourager to someone. I pray that God will use you as a sequel of harvest in the name of Jesus. This is here to empower you. Joy, the trials are here to empower you, to make you complete. I decree that nothing will be missing in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. And most importantly, you will not miss your calling in life in Jesus' name. You will not miss your assignment in life. In Jesus' mighty name. You know, Jesus, Jesus at some point had to pray. He said, Lord, Lord, if it is possible, let this cup pass by me. He said, but however, however, not my will, but your will be done. Look at what God did with the life of Joseph. Today, everywhere in the world, we still talk about the story of Joseph, the boy, the teenager who was sold, who was betrayed by his, uh, by his brothers and sold to slavery, who later, become, who later became a king or a prince. That will be your story. You will arise from where you are right now and become the prince of your time. You will arise from where you are right now and become the king of your time. In the name of Jesus, I pray for the, I pray for the strong heart, a, 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 a heart, a heart, a heart of, a heart strong enough to withstand this trial and this test. So at the other end, you will become the man and woman God has proposed to be in Jesus' 
mighty name we pray. And the family say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you for my hearers today. I don't know what they are going through, but you know. And so, Father, I pray for them. I pray, oh God, Lord, uh, that you will strengthen them in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you will strengthen their hearts in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, oh God, that, that the power of the Holy Spirit will rest upon them, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Take courage, my child, because the best is yet to come. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for you today. Amen. Praise the Lord. You are blessed in Jesus' name. It's offering time. What a beautiful time to sow and to give unto the Lord. I know we are not in a physical building, but the Spirit of God and the Word of God is still one and everywhere. And so it's time, it's offering time. I want you to give an offering. I want you to pay a tithe today. And the Lord bless you as you do in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your obedient children right now. Even as they give and as they sow. Father, I cover every one of them with the blood of Jesus. I cover the works of their hands with the blood of Jesus. I cover the works of your hands with the blood of Jesus. I pray for a miraculous breakthrough in the works of your hands. I command open heaven over you right now, even as you give, in the name of Jesus. I decree that where you are right now will be the least place you will ever be. That the Bible says that the footsteps of the, the, the righteous man shine brighter and brighter. You will shine brighter and brighter in the name of Jesus. Even as you give right now, I pray for open heaven over you. I pray for God's favor over you in the name of Jesus. The word of God that you are responding to right now, I pray that will become a covenant practice in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I command your joy to be full in Jesus' mighty name. I command your joy to be full. Any form of any form of heartache, any form of concern and worry right now, whether it's economic concern, marital concern, job concern, I take authority over them in the name of Jesus. I decree your breakthrough and I decree once again that indeed that this month is your month of great joy in Jesus' mighty name we pray. I pray, Father, for a huge harvest of seeds, huge harvest of souls over your children in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that men and women will come to the brightness of your rising. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the family say, Amen. You are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just before we move on, listen very carefully. If you are here and if at any point in time you have never given your life to Christ. I want to ask you to do that right now. And it's very simple. I want you to pray a simple prayer with me. Place your right hand upon your heart, upon your chest, and say with me, if you have never publicly declared Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and let's just say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today as I am. Today, I realize that I cannot make it on my own. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Command be my Lord and command be my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died for me. I believe in my heart right now that on the third day you were raised from the dead. And right now you are seated at the right hand of the Father constantly interceding for me. Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. In your name, 
I pray. Amen. Now, let me pray with you. Father, I thank you. You know the heart of all men. Father, I thank you. Lord, I present this child to you, this newly born again believer to you. Father, I ask, oh God, that to plant him, plant her in the kingdom of God. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you watch over, that this seed be watched over and protected and it will grow to become the great man and the great woman you have called them to be with an assignment on planet Earth in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Listen, thank you for doing this and I welcome you personally to the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.